Claire Brodie's first show in New Zealand is an exploration of solitude and calm from the theatre of the art world. In this episode, Claire explains what inspires her work and tells us a little more Welcome, Claire. Thank you for taking time to talk with us today. Um, before we get onto the show, can you speak a little about your journey uh, into becoming an artist? I always wanted to be an artist. I always connected with it. Um, as a child, my um, dad, who is not artistic, took me to the Archibald and I saw the Brett Whiteley of Brett in the studio holding the mirror, which is in the Archibald this year again by Natasha. And um, that painting just encapsulated everything I loved. Uh, it has the blue that I'm using in this show. It had um, interiors and it had artwork and I just loved it. And I just felt that that was my, what I wanted to do. And then it was a complete Shawshank redemption crawling towards the goal. It just, it, you know, I looked several times at education and, you know, when I'd finished school, we went in and had a look. It didn't feel right and comfortable. So I ended up in a career of interior design. Uh, part of that brought me to Wellington, actually. Uh, so I did a hotel in Wellington. And um, it was a great career for me. And I learnt lots. Meanwhile, I had a studio um, and I was working away at it continuously. I was doing the National Art School summer courses, um, reading lots, sketching lots, but it wasn't an art practice. Uh, the art practice as it stands today was a singular moment in time when it literally hit me. Uh, it was at the birth of my son, which I think has, happens to females because it's this ultimate creativity, but they were literally handing my son and it, the voice came is, his name is Lachlan and he will know you as you are an artist. And I looked at my husband lovingly and thought, do I tell him now or just keep that one? So I just decided, we'll just pause on that. And it was this time where I took a, came out of my career, 20 year career as an interior designer and I set up a studio. And so, just when I thought life would be this lovely, relaxing sort of thing, I just went on a trajectory of straight up because this is what I'd always wanted. And it was like the whole thing came in a beautiful pageantry at one time. It's hard to know when you get to call yourself as an artist. So I can tell you my son's 12. Uh, I can tell you before that I felt artistic and creative, but I didn't have an art practice. I wasn't contributing or adding to the lexicon of landscape or semi-abstract art. I was just doing one great painting, one great painting, nothing joined, it wasn't mine. There was no voice to it. And it wasn't until I had a designated space, I believe in the sanctuary of the studio space. And once I had that set up, it really happened very, very quickly at that point that I really found my voice and I knew, you know, I felt so connected with it. And what I'm trying to do is just is, is connection and be myself and reveal that. And as I reveal it, learn it and relax into myself. It literally happened quite quickly once it all got set up. It's always really interesting understanding how artists find their mediums, I guess. Um, the works in this show have a sort of beautiful flatness uh, uh, and texture to their qu the quality of them. Um, how did that come about? I started with basic acrylic paints and I painted them on canvases and I didn't know how to be an artist so I thought I'd enter some art prizes. And the first art prize I entered was the Mossman and then the Kilgar art prize. And I got into both those but I was using just a standard gloss acrylic paint. 
And then there was this other paint, which was also acrylic, but it was called um, a background paint. And you could paint it on the background first and it was 100% matte. So it kind of found me. I loved that matte, I didn't like the gloss. So I kept mixing the matte into the paint. So I got these very depleted uh, colorless palettes and I used that. Unfortunately, it's, it's not um, structural, so cracks appeared. So I went into this great art shop in Sydney, which is in the rocks called Parker's, and we did some research, and they introduced me to Flashy, which is, um, I, think it's, I think it's just pronounced Flash, but it's a, a French paint, and it is 100% matte. And the other really important thing is I needed a fluorescent palette. Ever since I saw Jeffrey Smart's work, also back as a child, uh, his fluorescent, um, Tumbler, when he paints um, the gas tumblers or bins that he paints and they're all those high fluoros, I knew I wanted to have fluoros in my work. I wanted that punch. And this product has that and it's 100% matte. And then when I found it, uh, it was love at first go of it. I just loved it. And so I bought three tubs because it was hugely expensive and then I literally kept going back and back. I got rid of all the other product and I solely used that product and there are quite a few art suppliers which would like me to move and try other products. And I am, I just, I cannot, I'm not finished with this product. It's matte, it carries the light across your painting. It's just, it's stunning. It does everything I need it to do. When I started, my work was more expressive. And again, through the process has become more streamlined. And um, I achieved that because I have a rotating easel. Uh, it's all done by hand and um, I have flat brushes. So it's just, it's part of, the process has developed, but it's fairly locked in. I'm very happy with where it's at now. I feel, feel really good about it. So it's great when you get your process to a point where you don't have to think about it. So the process is no longer important. It's carried you to where you need it to be. And now I can start investigating what's happening on the surface. So I also believe for these works, um, and I'm not sure whether other works of yours that you paint on cotton. Um, can you talk about your choice on, on using that over other substrates? So interestingly, um, it's hard to know what terminology that I'm going to sit, what genre I sit in, and I've chosen colour block. I think that works for me. Uh, and I've used sort of a denim cotton, and there's obviously linen and there's obviously poly, uh, but the cotton has a tooth in it. And there was just one show where I had, you know, I like to use the one substrate the whole way through. And there's one show that there was two substrates because the larger work, the polycotton is safer. And it was just really evident with watching people go around seeing my work that we all went to the polycotton. So I think it adds something. The tooth in it grabs the paint and allows the light to travel across it. Okay, so onto, onto the works in this show. Can you, can you tell us a little about this show? This show is called Elusive Forms. It comes from an Ellsworth Kelly um, American artist quote, and he, um, he used the terminology that all forms are in effect elusive, and all forms have mystery, and he wanted to carry some of that mystery into his artwork, and that he wasn't inventing, what he was actually doing was investigating. And that quote really sat with me, because what I've been doing is almost painting one painting, I keep delving into the painting and seeing different things and pulling it out. So I'm repeating and using the same form again and again. So due to lockdown, it was just a really good opportunity to delve back into some past artwork, find the forms that were heroic and really spoke to me and see if I could use them in a different way. 
So what happened in the show is you set out with one idea, but what was revealed to me, I feel, in the body of work, is that I created a language and that that's become more and more important to me. So when I'm in my studio, I listen to podcasts. I'm actually dyslexic. Uh, and, but the podcasts I really relate to are authors writing about their writing process and the fact that they're creating rhythms and continuous dialogue and re repetition. And that really spoke to me of how, what I'm doing with my work. So I think with these works, there's a repetition. Um, there's a rhythm to them. And that's the tree trunks that come through. Also, um, I really like the edges of the painting become really, really important, but specifically the vertical edges. And there's almost a story just in that one. And the rhythm between almost creates rooms as well. And I just like these pockets of delight that go between them. What I'm trying to do in each painting is to keep your, mind, your eye roving around them. Uh, an important point that's come out through it is that there's this little circle in each of the artworks. That's actually representing me. But it also gives an amazing amount of distance. Because they're very flat, I'm still pushing distance. So putting a little circle in it could be the sun, could be the moon, but it pushes, pushes distance. So that's really, really important. And then I have a blue shape that's appeared. Um, and that is talking to sort of Klein blue, because that's the colour it is. And that's talking about connection and spirituality. So these are landscapes um, of trees and bush. Uh, and I believe you're based in Sydney. Um, do you draw upon your, your surroundings heavily as inspiration for these works? Usually when I paint a new series, it's definitely somewhere I've been and been inspired by. These are just coming from my local bush. Um, I'm in the Kringai of the Gadigal people. And so these are where I walk on my daily walks through pockets of bushland. And this is, I do it every single day and I find it a meditative process. And that's why I'm seeing the same shapes and repeating them uh, because I'm seeing them every day. It, the walks are a natural fact part of my practice. So what I'm trying to talk about in my work is spirituality and connection. And where I feel connected most is in the landscape. Uh, the landscape for me is how I feel about the landscape, not what it actually looks like. So I'm trying to portray the feeling of calmness, connectedness and spirituality in my work. I think if you have an integrated practice, which I do, it is at home, it's in the heart of my house. It is just the lens I see my life through now. Everything makes more sense to me. I'm far happier and connected. I'm just, it's just me, you know, this is, it was art was always part of my life. But to actually be contributing and really on your own story and so heavily invested. So everything you do, you take into your art practice. All the experiences go in. And it's just this space, it's sacred, and it's a space where I can process life. So I find life can be quite confusing. And uh, if you look at the bush and if you look at nature, it's quite hard to decipher. And I think I'm simplifying it and pairing it back so I can understand it. So through understanding nature and being connected to it, I'm understanding myself. It's just connection. It's a space where you can take a breath. It literally is where I breathe. It's just a space where I can process and let go. And I think life is so busy and all consuming that you need to take these moments. It's a meditative process. And I have a breathing practice as well. And so I practice my breathing practice as I walk. And it's just, it's all, I think the more connected and the more, it's just part of my world as my, I paint not some days, I paint every day. I'm in my studio every day. And that's what's great about having a home practice. 
So I'm reading about art, I'm walking, I'm breathing it, I'm living it, I'm painting it. So as the world opens back up after all of the travel restrictions, um, what's been your experience of your trip over the Tasman this time? So I'm a Sydney-based artist. I'm on the leafy North Shore. Um, I have been to New Zealand, uh, not for a long time, but for a th over a three-month period of time. And I think the thing I'm feeling uh, on this visit is the light, the difference in the light. I think in Australia, the light is sort of more crisp and bright, and I think the light here is more diffused and lighter. I'm also interested how the greens are different. Um, I don't usually paint in greens, but I'm actually loving the New Zealand green. Um, it's been great to come to Scott's um, gallery and it was just what I noted is how many of the stable of artists came out to see the show yesterday and I really appreciated that and they were just, it, it feels like there's a community here and what I'm really trying to find is community and connection so any, anything like that I just find it so rewarding. Uh, it's very insular being in your own practice and I think it's just fantastic if you can encompass other people's practices and in fact talking to other artists I really found that the journey was so similar we were saying the same thing and it just came out a different way and so that's interesting for me. So I guess the, the next big question is where to from here? How, how, do, you, how do you approach a new body of work um, after, a, after a show like this? Before I do a show I always do one more painting that will take me to the next, to the next thing. So I have a show at the end of the year that would be with Studio Gallery in Brisbane. And so I take the one thing that I've encapsulated, and in fact from this show it was the smallest painting, and I've done another painting, a large painting from that. But I'll be leaving the greens, I'll be working more with monochromatics, uh, and it will be a larger scale. Claire. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. Um, any, any final thoughts or comments? I just want to say how thrilled I am that um, I've met Scott. It's to come out to New Zealand and actually see the space. I think it's really, really important. I see it as a long-term investment. I want to enjoy the space, the art community. I really want to enjoy New Zealand. I think the wonder of being an artist is that I can have connections with other countries now. And I just think that's so joyful. So I just really thank everyone being, for being so welcoming. I think Scott has integrity and kindness, and he very much is trying to have a balance in his stable. And I think that's great because it, it's everybody wants a voice, and if it's a balanced voice, you're offering something to the community that's balanced. And so he is all about the art. It doesn't matter where you are, what nationality or what sex you are, it is about the art. And that's what an artist wants. We just want it to be about the art. We don't want it to be about us. <laughs> So a big thank you to Claire Brody for taking part in this episode. You can learn more about her work on the website at scottlaurie.com, including an inspiring essay by Andrew Paul Wood.